What's going on, good people? Rich here. Ray here. And I can't believe I'm stuck in an eight-week Christathon. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of Insecure Season 5, Surviving. Okay? What's good, y'all? Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I'm trying to figure out what happens once they get past those gates. Hey, it's gonna be lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna yeah, be yeah. lit. Speaking of those gates, shout out to the one and only Wendy Raquel Robinson uh, making her co-star cameo, not really debut, but a return to uh, to the show. It's always good to see her. Absolutely. That's a fact. Always a pleasure seeing her on the screen. She's been around for a long time. Legend in the culture. Without- Legend in the culture. It's so funny, though, because... I don't want to say she's typecast, but now all I see is Tasha Mack. And I just wonder, like, is that her personality? <laughs> you like, know? Like how Loretta Devon always played a mama? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel you. Um, only sidebar, Loretta Devine, I don't know if you've seen the movie My Funny Valentine. Um, it used to be a BET classic, but it was a real movie. She played, like, a special needs woman and it was very interesting <laughs> and she was out of that um i don't want to say matronly but out of that maternal yeah uh, character yeah the, the uh whitmore mama whitmore and this christmas uh-huh. character uh-huh. yeah uh, <laughs> she was a kingdom con she was she's been in a lot i don't know how we got on yeah um shout out to another one carrie washington that's who this episode was directed by yeah, shout out to Carrie. Yeah, I think this is the second one. She did another episode last season, I know. I can't remember which one, but mm-hmm. um, they definitely had some jokes about her directing style on the set. Uh, but yeah, you know, I love not talking about these with you before we record. I do too, because I think it makes the conversation fresh. And I try, although mostly impossible, um, I try to stay off the bird until so I don't have anybody else's thoughts in my mind about the show. I do do a little light texting, but other than that, I try to keep it fresh and save it for the listeners. <laughs> I, I ain't mad at you for that. Um, shout out to all the feedback. Shout out to the listeners. You know, we definitely appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Um, feedback's been dope. Shout out to my brother, Phil, who texted me and told me. What's that up, he- Phil? Yeah, he told me that he cannot wait until the day that I hide behind my girl. He said he exactly. can't wait. Let him know, Phil. He said I was talking that rah rah on the podcast. He said, "Watch, you one day is going to happen. Wait for it." Big talk. Phil, no, oh. he do it clearly. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling y'all, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not. I, I bet you it does. See, I can't see the scenario. Um. But anyway, I say all that to say the feedback's been great. I've been getting texts like that um, and people hitting us up on Twitter. So continue to reach out, Twitter, IG, um, or the cell phone if you have it. I know Rachel's number is 419. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 419, I mine's mine. Okay. But nah, I'll be on the actual app you use, Apple, Spotify, on the episode description. I'll make sure I'll put our handles on there as well so y'all can make sure y'all reach out directly if you if you know you haven't found us yet on social media. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Rachel, what were your thoughts on the episode? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was 
interesting. I'm not going to start by saying I didn't like it and liked it upon second or third watch. Um, honestly, this episode was pretty triggering for me. Um, mm. um, close friends know my mom was sick two years ago now. Um, and so all of the conversations and scenarios were very real for me. Like, oh yeah, this is familiar. Um, and we made it to the other side of that, but I was like, damn, this is interesting. Oddly enough, the B plot of Issa and Nathan, I felt like that was disjointed. Um, Mm -hmm. the interesting, I keep saying interesting, I'm sorry, and I'm actually a wordsmith. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I find it funny that their chemistry seems off. And when we look back to last season, the chemistry was instantaneous, you know, and it just flowed. And we see them, you know, they wake up together. And I mean, we see they're back to living life, but something isn't curling all the way over for me. And I don't know if you feel the same, but they seem to me to sort of uh, clumsily be trying to figure each other out again and find their pace. And I recognize um, Nathan even made a comment about it. Like, you know, you don't uh, get down on Ferris wheels after the second date. Um, (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Comedy, by the way. That was their best, like, that was their best chemistry moment. Yes, yes. And so I don't know why they seem so awkward around each other and I get wanting to take it slow after you've sort of had an interesting one. I get that, but I don't know. It, it's not flowing uh, right for me. And even when she slipped in that I love you, you know, he just kind of paused and took, he did not say it back uh, as if I'm supposed to know that that kiss means I love you too. Like use your words. Yeah, um, <laughs> right, let's just get right into it then. I, I had some let's thoughts, say, but yeah, let's just get right into it. There is there is a continuing theme with this season where it seems like the audience is lacking some sort of information. Mm-hmm. I think that goes into it. So I, I saw exactly what you what you saw as well with their chemistry. It just seemed okay. a little off the bedroom. Like, and when I say the bedroom, when they were actually in the setting of the bedroom. Correct. Um, it, it just seemed a little bit off. Uh, they were kind of clumsy and I don't know if that was Nathan's way of just kind of playing it coy, but just the pauses and something was just seemed a little bit off. I mm-hmm. um, can't put my thumb on it, but it didn't curl all the way over as you famously say. <laughs> it. Do, let me ask you this before I even go any further. Do Nathan and Issa seem forced? Yes. Okay. All right. And I, it I, I, feels not only forced, but fall back um we might as well do this because you're here and i have access to you it's giving nathan is the uh rebound guy and and he wasn't the rebound guy before but this is giving it's rebound and i'm trying to make it work because i do like him a little bit that is but my heart's not my heart's not there but i do like this nigga i she might even love him for real but it's it's not uh romantic love <laughs> I never I never thought about that until you just said it and it makes perfect sense he is definitely the rebound which 
I think it's just interesting because most times the rebound isn't the same person that was the, you know, the main guy at some point. Um, so that's if, interesting. If he's still around, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Ray, man, I ain't doing this with you today. Uh, you come back. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> we might but, figure but, it out. <laughs> but what I was getting into is, I, I think that I think the reason it feels forced, and I think the reason that all of this seems a little bit odd is because we're not given access to their intimate conversations. You know what I mean? They had to have had a conversation about that cry. I had to. Like, Other you know, than what we saw last week. Of, yeah. You know, that wasn't about you. It had to go deeper than that. Had to, because I would have loved to see that conversation. I would. It would make a little bit more sense because you go from trying to figure each other out and taking it slow to you slipping out. And I know it slipped out. I know it wasn't like a planned intentional, I love you. But something about it just doesn't sit well. It doesn't seem right. His reaction to it, like you said, you never want to say I love you to someone and they just hit you with the the eyebrows up in a, in a, in a kiss. Um, Man, I'd never say it again. Yeah. <laughs> So there's obviously the unwritten rule. You never want to be the first one to say I love you in a relationship anyway. Um, That's a man rule. Hey, man, I'm just telling you what the rules are. I ain't say what the <laughs> f- telling you that they out there, you know? Uh-huh. Hey, well, you ain't supposed to do it, but, you know, do it. <laughs> People um, do it every day. Listen. <laughs> but, listen. They just had a convo in the episode where it was determined that he was her boyfriend. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of mm-hmm. this is just a little bit disjointed. Extremely. And it's going fast and slow. Okay. We used to date and then I disappeared from you. Now we get back cool because we've maintained this relationship, friendship, after my heart was broken by another nigga. That you told me was going to break my heart again, but here we are. Um, I'm assuming there were no I told you so's. <laughs> that took place but now okay we decide that we're gonna be together and it's immediately and I love you and I mean maybe it happens like that I don't like people uh quickly or easily so I don't know (laughs) I don't know but I mean I guess they already knew each other and already had those feelings for me but I don't know if I necessarily believe it either and again maybe in a platonic way and in um agape way but definitely not eros <laughs> i got you yeah you nah. don't love him like that you can't because also fast forwarding if he had you like that while seeing lawrence and Condola was jarring it wouldn't have stopped you like that yeah yeah that was a big that was i think the most telling out of everything in the episode mm-hmm. um you couple that with him not saying anything back on top of, she just got hit with a wave of emotions. You can just see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's now about to start thinking like, damn, everywhere where I thought I was mentally, I just realized that I'm not. That I'm not there. And that yeah. is yeah, heartbreaking in and of itself. You know, it's tiring. Like, damn, I thought I was here, but really I'm there. <laughs> you never get you never know when that moment comes until it happens. Like you gotta see or address whatever that is and then you'll know at that moment how you feel. You might handle it better than you thought you did. It, it's even a little bit of a flashback to um the baby shower 
when mm-hmm. she sees Lawrence. And they kind of like for the first time were able to see each other and have that playful banter. And it wasn't any kind of, you know, any kind of like anger or any other emotion other than, all right, cool. Like I'm I'm good being in this person's presence. It's not weird anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I will say this about Nathan. While I don't know, I don't know what they got going on and I don't know <laughs> who's on whose level, but he was there for, her. you know, he, he showed those signs of being there for her. drove her to the hospital, picked her up, made sure she understood, like, I'm here if you need me. Just like, don't even play with me like that. Hit me up if you need anything. Um, and I it it looks like they're both committed to making it work, if anything. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But I was like, I think you would do that for me. Yeah, absolutely. Without question. Without what's question. Different, what's different? friendship-wise, relationally, you know, like, okay, I'm there for you. Okay, so is my best friend. See how Issa's there for Molly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so I don't know why. I'm just not believing. It's hard for me to believe their relationship. And I do appreciate him showing up because, you know, people don't. People are flaky. And especially, I think that he's going extra hard to prove himself because he did ghost her. So now he has to go above and beyond to say, look, I'm here. I'm present. I'm not going anywhere. So, and I think that that's part of it other than just wanting to be a decent human being and showing up for somebody whose parent is ailing. Yeah, it is hard to go somewhere and then double back and then say it ain't working again. Exactly. Like Like you have to work extremely hard. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, Anything else on Issa and Nathan? Um, not really, other than I don't believe it. You need more people. <laughs> you don't believe you need more people. Shout out I think to we might be five for five on whole references on this uh this season. I think we Isn't threw one a- episode. You, you had Gucci <laughs> Wally Wally, or is it one mic? I don't know. We had a lot of them. Shout out to Hove. Hall of Fame Hove. Isn't there a Hove line for pretty much any and everything? every single situation in life like literally like you can think of a situation i got a bar for you exactly. or for you i'll deliver it you know rachel will deliver it you know top tier whole fans um speaking of top tier um rachel i facetimed you this weekend you did while like, i was getting a pedicure while you were getting a pedicure just on the random you know sometimes you gotta test your friends you know you just gotta do random things, you know, randomly hit them up, FaceTime them, ask for stuff. I didn't ask her for anything, but I just wanted to hit her on the random, see if she was going to answer. I knew she was, and she did, like we said, while she's getting a pedicure. You know, she didn't have any AirPods in, just thugging it out with the audio. <laughs> you know, I mean, the whole nine, she stayed on there, couldn't hear me, had to keep moving the phone. That's I turned talking. it down not to be rude to the other patrons, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm glad you're that person and not the not the other type. I, hey, you know, no, no. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, like, I, I, you know I, those type of people. <laughs> but anyway, I say that to say there's like tears in friendship. Like, you know what I mean? You got your really, really, really good friends, like the ones like family and all that. And you got like, ooh, you got associates, the whole nine. This is top tier level friendship that Molly and Issa showed this episode. Absolutely. I mean, top tier friendship. Given where they were at the beginning of this season, even though we know it's a year ago on in Showtime, um, what did you think about that? Like that was, I mean, have 
my goodness, that was above and beyond. I mean, that's what you're supposed to supposed to do as a friend, but not everybody does that. Most friends will show up, make sure you know you're good, everybody good. All right, cool, going about their day. Or you get the text, <laughs> you good? Is there anything I can do? You need anything? And that's it, but not with the expectation to actually be called upon. Right, exactly, exactly. What were just your thoughts of the friendship that was displayed between Issa and Molly this episode? I think you hit it on the head. It was beautiful. Um, <sighs> Molly was the one in need, so she didn't really do anything. But I appreciate her and Issa's relationship and what seems to be the maturation of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody is not blessed to have friends that they can call on in times of... um extreme turmoil you know and a parent in the hospital is something that um many of us will experience and having those people who you can call on to show up bring you clothes or just being ear for whatever you need in that moment Issa was there and willing to be a listening ear took care of Flavor Flav show up and just be a true friend and I do not take for granted the genuine friends that I have um, in you and in our listeners and other people you know I friendship is not something to be taken for granted and when you look at people who don't really have that you know I count it a real blessing because I do and I love my friends and so however I can show up I want to do that I would have been Issa in uh, last night's scenario and I've also been Molly you know so um, it's, it was interesting to see that in that level of ride or die-ness and true relationships show up on the um, silver screen absolutely that's very well said in the wind down after the episode you know Yvonne Orji mentioned you know this is this is friendship after 35 mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. on the previous episode we discussed like once, once you're an adult not like 21, 22. I mean, like a real adult, like people have mortgages and all that, like families, kids. Like it takes a lot to really be there for somebody and be a friend. Um, you got to really know how to manage those relationships. And like I said, this is just top level. Like you said, it just goes perfectly into I value all my friends. They're more like family to me. Like love them all, you included. But this was that was dope. That was just dope. Um, it to was. See that. Um, especially like I said with all they've been through like nothing's going to break their bond that's that's kind of like the icing on the cake like they exactly they're solidified they official um I would like to talk about Molly because okay. this was entered episode uh where we kind of got more into um how she manages day to day and we see a little bit of different side of Molly which is something that a lot of you know I know black women play a role of is that they, they're the ones that make the wheels roll, you know what I mean, within the family. Mm-hmm. Um, very in control and in demand of everything that was going on. Like, her brothers were there. Obviously, they were present, but she was the one making sure, Dad, you need a chair. Went to the nurse and said, hey, you know, I can be the point of contact. The whole nine. Uh, without even really taking time to think for herself. Um, she's the one we're that's... We're caregivers. What'd you say? We're caregivers. 
Yeah, without question. And there's natural like leaders and natural like in like when there's a crisis, it's one of those like, all right, what do we need to do? Like who needs what? All of that. So it was dope to see her on that level. And it's weird to see her not weird, but a lot of the issues that we've seen Molly have throughout the seasons, like they kind of mesh and kind of mm-hmm. clash a little bit because mm-hmm. she's trying to be one way, but at the same time, like Molly, why are you why are you worried about work right now like why are you taking on assignments like pass that out to felicia right it was very interesting um because i felt like i think what you were about to say is we see a lot of old molly um in this episode and how she's handling not being a surrender control Mm -hmm. um and again the return to her whole phase with random ass cliff um do anybody do people still send those? I don't even remember what they're called. That's how the old bitmojis. they are. Bitmojis. Bitmojis. Do people still use those? Uh, randoms. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man, that was yeah. Hey, my friend, real quick, just before you even move forward, um, I don't think anybody got more head in the show than Molly. Uh, like, Molly listen, the bedroom G. <laughs> she's a brainiac. Okay. You feel me? Like she's. Always in some scene. She rides faces all tights, man. Shout out to Molly. She's very busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she, yeah. yeah. But my bad. I digress, as you were saying. Well, I, because now I'm sidetracked. It's very interesting because real life uh, Molly, Yvonne Orchie, is she's a virgin. So to be so sexually provocative and active on this show, I wonder what sort of research that is for her research <laughs> what kind of research have you done and she's an actor man she's top tier she said i do this professionally so yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> she's an actress <laughs> i think you might have gave it a, a lot but whatevs yeah um, it isn't surprising at all that molly uh checks webmd not at all. Not che- at all. Not, not that she checks it, but actually checks it and like will tell a nurse in her face, like, nah, I looked on WebMD. Like they ain't just go to school for this for X amount of years. When the nurse said, Oh, you're one of those, and Aunt Kiki and her brothers were like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Very tough. <laughs> Definitely. And it, you know, it, it's it was good to see Molly have a different perspective. I, I'm very interested in seeing where her character goes for these last five episodes. Because you saw how her mom having a stroke affected her. You found out, I mean, excuse me, you saw how her not knowing about the first one affected her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know, you know, the conversation about her not having grandkids or, you know, her mom not having grandkids, even though that's all she wanted or for Molly to have kids, should I say? Yeah. Um, you know, marriage, relationship. I think all of that is going to start playing a role into Molly's head. Um, I think it was I even... Get- the- Oh, go ahead, my bad. I, I think so. And again, I mean, I started the show saying that that all was very relatable for me. You know, I don't have any children. Um, not that my parents are pressed for grandkids. <laughs> <Because laughs> they are not those. <laughs> At all. But as a woman of a particular age, it does start to bother you or at least make you think or want to approach your relationships very differently so now will this be a resurgence of 
um, Molly in her list and being anal with that and settling or not settling. Uh, sorry, Jared, you know, um, <laughs> or does she continue on this uh, random nigga phase? Like, what what will she do? Will she seek out uh, sperm donors? Is she to that point? You know, so uh, it'll be good to see what she does moving forward in these last five. Yeah, I definitely see her perspective changing, like I said, and um, man, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that shapes out. Like you said, uh, Randall, just a side note, the casting department did a great job with the Carter family. Mm-hmm. Like they just just that shot of them all standing together. Like they look like a real family. Like I could they see do. I can see do. Carter's being siblings like and even um is it Jerome, the, the, the younger brother? Jarrell. Jarrell, excuse me. All of them. Like, the, the father, the mom, everything. It, they just did a really good job. I'm always fascinated by that uh, when shows get casting right. Like, these look like real family members. So I think that's mm-hmm. dope. Um, the picture of Molly and her parents on her graduation, I'm like, yeah, this definitely looks like a real-ass picture. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a real family. You wouldn't, Like, if they told you that was her real parents or her real family, you'd be like, okay, cool. That makes oh, sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> Yeah, without question. Um, estate planning. It's something to discuss. It's very serious. Life insurance, estate planning, like these are real things. Like and um, the wind down hinted about this or not hinted, they actually discussed it where in our culture, that's just something that's like shied away from. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's like the reality of it happening isn't settling in our brain we don't want to talk about it until it's too late and until it's too late yeah it's not fun trying to figure out an estate when there's nothing behind to really go off yep it's, it's not fun at all um a lot of a lot of beefs a lot of fallouts within families baby uh, <laughs> i've seen stuff get not seen personally but just you can read stories about murders in families because of how they split up the estate and handle it like it gets it gets nuts Hey, you see knives out. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? So But no, that's real. It's very real. My bad. I cut you off. I just wanted to say knives out was a great movie. But what you say? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Um, no, I was just gonna say it's very real and it's our responsibility, you know, to sort of take care of things. And I don't want you, my parents, or anybody else to have to sell fish dinners for me. Yeah, start GoFundMe's and all that. Yeah, Yeah. and and we see that more and more and more. And so I just would admonish everybody who listens. You can get a life insurance policy for like $30 a month. It doesn't have to be a million-dollar policy, but you just want to get something so that you know that you're taken care of. And right now, because I believe that we will blow up and know the rich and famous like right now we don't need that but when the time comes i don't want it to be beef you know we look at all these celebrity deaths saying people who can't get like dmx rest in peace you know i loved him very much uh his longtime fiance you know the family is like bitch i wasn't married (laughs) you're not entitled to anything even though she was with him for all those years and essentially took care of him so Definitely um, make sure you have your ducks in a row. Talk to your parents about it. If they're not talking to you, uh, like 
Yvonne said on the wine, or Issa said it on the wind down, you know, that's how my mom is. Like, okay, well, just in case here, just I'm like, girl, I do not want to know, but where is it, Loki? <laughs> so I can know. You don't want to, you don't want to think about it, but it's a, it's just a definite in life, unfortunately. It's a definite, you know. What, what's the saying? Nothing but about life is sure, but death. Facts. Facts. Death taxes and whatever else. I don't know the quote. And whatever, and whatever, whatever. else is a sure thing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, I, I, I'm glad they brought it up. I'm glad that Insecure continues to bring up topics that need to be addressed, but aren't necessarily widely addressed within the community. And that's one of them. It's always tough. And, you know, it's hard to find families that are continuously, you know, they, they have those conversations. So, right, right. Just have them within the family. So, um, just to end things out, I don't know. I have some random stuff, but I. Oh, you're not going to talk about uh, Issa seeing Lawrence and Condola in the hospital? Yeah. So, I, I got some random stuff. And I'm, I'm, oh, okay. My bad. Do you have anything else before that? Uh, that was it. I don't. I didn't even have a lot of notes for the episode. Um, even coming up with thinking of a quote, other than "Okay, Peter," and <laughs> shit happens when you want it to. Uh, there weren't a lot of quotables because the episode really wasn't funny. You know, <laughs> not for yeah. real. For real, there were pockets of comic relief, but all in all, it was a serious episode. No, nah, that's real. I will say when Curtis, uh, when they had the mix up with the family, and Curtis oh, yeah. family said, "Sorry for your upcoming loss." I'm like, "For your Dang. upcoming loss." <laughs> uh, wow, you look like a model. Sorry, she's high. She's high. <laughs> and one thing I will say, when we were talking about um, when we were talking about Issa's mom, that's my mom. Like my mm. mom, definitely. Who you looking at? Who was that? Hi, whoever. Let me see him. Hold the phone. You such and such. Yeah, that's definitely my mom. Without question. See, my mom is a. Mm, who is that? It's <laughs> 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 why I'm like, mm, who is that? <laughs> hey, I ain't even doing. Hey, you. Hey, you. <laughs> I get the side eyes. Honest. Oh snap. All right, let's get into it. Issa sees Lawrence Mm -hmm. at the hospital with the baby. You would have to think that this is about 13, 14 months, 15 months since they've seen each other, probably. Mm -hmm. My heart stopped. Yeah. I knew something was coming, but I didn't know it was that. Like, something just seemed like, well, how is this episode going to end? That and takes me back to shit is gonna happen when it wants to and you have no control uh life is funny with this twists and turns you know it's very interesting right before she sees him she's held up with the uh with the gurney and just think that if she had been maybe five seconds faster she would have missed them in the hallway Mm mm-hmm that's real. That's and you know, you ever seen um, um Benjamin Button, the curious case of Benjamin Button? <laughs> yes. You know that scene where there's kind of like the same thing, like the, all this event. So like if this event didn't happen and this it wouldn't happen and this wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes right into that quote. Ah oh, man, that was 
him looking up and seeing her. His heart stopped too. His heart definitely stopped because he sees the life that he had planned. Like that's just a, that's a lot. That's a that's a big emotional weight to carry. Like that moment for both of them. And and Issa can see that he's at the hospital with that baby. Um, she heard. I have to stop saying that baby, but that baby. Um, she <laughs> she heard Condola say, "We're here to see whomever." So you know that that's why they're there. He has no idea why Issa's in the hospital. Is she okay? Is her mom okay? Is a mom? And now, I'm not your nigga like that, so I don't know what's going on in your life. I can't get to you. That's a lot of emotion that, aside from this being a woman that I want and cannot have because I got this new random-ass baby, um, that's a lot for him to take on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's got a million thoughts going on through his head, probably just some anger again. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if we... if you know, another scene with Condola and Lawrence next episode is there's a little bit of friction because all Lawrence is probably thinking about is that was supposed to be my life right there. And I'm sure he wouldn't give up his son for it. But at the same time, I think he kind of said, you know, you wrecked my life. I, don't, I, I think if you if you ask Lawrence, to be honest, would you rather have this baby or Issa? He's going to say that. He's going to say Issa. He's going to say Issa. Yeah, yeah. question. So it, it's rough to say that, but it is what it is. But like I said earlier, I think the biggest thing is um, more so for Issa. I really thought I was somewhere mentally and I just found out that I'm not like, what that the fuck, I'm, what yeah. the fuck do I do from here? Um, she thought it was Uchi Wally and she found out it was one Mike. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Does, does, does Issa tell Nathan that she saw Lawrence and Cadola? Does she have it just like on some, or is that something that she saves for Molly? She saves it for Molly. So do you think, Hmm. <laughs> I don't think she gives Nathan that. There's only so much you can give your new man, rebound or not, about the nigga that broke your heart again after he already told you he was going to do it. That so was my- it's, <laughs> it's only so much you going to get out of me. That was about no. to be my point because how, <laughs> how much how much leeway does does Nathan have for a Lawrence conversation again? Like I don't very want, little, very little, and quiet as it's kept. Especially if you fucked up about it, like don't come to me talking about you fucked up about it. Like yep. I just I don't know yep. feel like hell nah. Exactly that. Exactly that. And it's a probably gonna be a little funny acting because. <laughs> Now she off her square because she done seen this nigga. She done seen this baby and Condola, who not only played in her face and got her man with a baby. Come on now. She's not going to be okay. And even more so, because of everything going on with Molly's mother, she probably can't take it to her just yet. So who's she going to talk to? Koya? Kelly? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's a lot because she can't burden Molly with this because she's going to be in her own emotional turmoil and distress. Sheesh. Very good point. Very good point. Child. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, it is. We curious. got five episodes left. I'm definitely curious. How, how are you feeling um, five episodes in? Like, we halfway through. How are you feeling about the season so far? 
I mean a B. <laughs> <laughs> a B, a solid B, not a plus or a minus. Um I I can't say whether or not it's picking up at all. Um we're getting parts of the story, and I think the word both of us used earlier was disjointed. I do feel like it's that. And so now here at the halfway point, do we see the episodes feeding into each other more? And I mean, we kind of saw it with the Crenshaw and then later in the barbecue, we see the Crenshaw situation again. And we see him again uh, because in the preview, we saw that she goes to try to break bread with him. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that there is quite a bit of weaving uh, that we haven't seen much of in the first five episodes. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, I it's, it's a, I think it's set ahead. up that I think the last half is going to be um, it's going to be tied together. Mm-hmm. Going to be on a string, and I think they kind of had their own episode per se. You know, Lawrence had his. Issa's obviously been having hers. They had the friendship episode in the first episode. Um, Molly, you know, with this past one. So I think everything's going to try to tie together because there's one thing I know, like in the preview after the first episode, when they mm-hmm. gave those previews and you don't know what episode they're coming, you just know that it's going to happen at some point. We still haven't, Issa still doesn't know that he lives in LA. You know, because I remember in the previews her saying like, oh, he moved back. But so does, he, does, does he live there yet? This could be only two weeks after whatever situation. And he could just be here for the weekend. Uh, Molly, think about it. Molly went out on that random ass date. Was that a Monday date or <laughs> through the yeah. week? You know, what day is it? Yeah, um, we just know it's a weekday. Damn, you're right. Hopefully the timeline is <laughs> the same. Like I'm, I think the time shift is done. Yeah. Just started to feel like a Christopher Nolan movie. Like I think, <laughs> I think we're, I think we're in whatever present day is in the insecure world. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, um, I believe so. I believe we are. Yeah, um, but I'm just not sure how much time is passing between right. episodes. Yeah, because Ja looks a little bigger, and I'm calling him Ja because that's what Lawrence yeah. calls him. I ain't calling. Him <laughs> Seeing Lawrence, man, Lawrence Hob all day. You already know what it is. <laughs> you love him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my dog. You know, I've 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 lived that life, man. I've seen those trials and tribulations. I understand them. He's doing the best he can. I feel you, Lawrence. Well, you be on the fuck shit though. I ain't gonna lie sometimes. But that's my listen, dog. I've dealt with the Lawrence. <laughs> um a Daniel. A Nathan. Enough is enough. <laughs> I, I think that uh you need a Derek, but I think that's um that's pretty much. I think I covered everything I wanted to. Did you have anything else? Uh, we can take it offline, but I want to tap into me with the Derek and what you really think that looks like um uh, in that, your heart of hearts. That would be, that would, that would. God bless because him. In my mind, that makes sense, but the reality is, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. <laughs> if that is it, definitely thank y'all for listening. Thank Please y'all continue. so much. We love you and appreciate you. No doubt. Please continue with the feedback, Twitter, Instagram, text messages, the whole nine. We definitely want to shout y'all out, um, spark some good conversation. 
like I said, we'll put it in the description this episode. And that's pretty much it. Y'all be cool. How y'all be cool. Peace.